You are listening to episode 281 on University of Adversity. For those people listening and watching, trust that your intuition is going to guide you to the right workshop, the right healer, the right counselor, the right book, the right program, the right event, and just listen when you feel a yes, when you pick up a book or when you feel a yes to follow somebody or take their course or learn a new skill, that's because your soul is showing you the next couple steps. And my roadmap isn't going to fit everybody. Mm. I will say that, that I think it's really valuable to release some of the density so that you make some space for the remembering of who you were before the trauma, the oppression, the programming, the judgment, the heartbreak, you know, the wounding, so that you can make space, clear space to remember your true essence. Life is going to give you challenges, struggles. It's going to force you to face your fears. Even though these may feel like your worst enemy, in truth, these are actually your greatest allies. My name is Lance Isios. Welcome to the University of Adversity. Hey, everybody. As you guys know, I've been on this journey for a couple of years now. You know, it's been two years since we, we launched the podcast and you guys have heard me talk about all kinds of different things. In my life, I have transformed a lot. And in the last two years, being able to connect with such amazing humans and take in what they say and apply it in my own life has really, really helped me. And there's been some interesting things that I've started to do this year. And, you know, some of the things that I've talked about a lot is meditation, journaling. You guys have heard me talk about psychedelics. I'm still exploring and a beginner in areas like that. And another one of these areas that I have recently got into is breath work. And this is one of these things that I have known about and I've heard about, but I rarely, really really, really given it the chance that it deserves until this year, until the last six months, really. And the experience that I had, uh, the experiences that I've had with it have been really amazing. And the person that we're talking to today, she does what's called shamanjelic healing. And we're going to get into all of that. And her name is Anahata Ananda. I met her at the Fit for Service Summit. Um, you guys know the Aubrey Marcus mastermind I've been in for the whole year. And she put on the breath with the shamanic breath work. And I had an incredible experience that we talk about in this episode. And I am just so grateful to be able to have her on to talk about this because this I want to provide you guys with tools, tips, resources that you can apply in your own life. I don't want to just have conversations and not have anything for you to take away with it. And I believe that the conversation you're about to listen to is going to be very powerful. And I also believe that breath work, this, the practice of shamanjelic healing that Ananata does, 
could be something that you could really use in your life. There's a lot of modalities in the healing journey as we talk about in this episode. And it really depends on where you're at. But I'm confident after you hear this conversation that this will probably spark an interest in you. And that's probably good. There's a lot of synchronicities going on in the world. And sometimes when you hear something at the right time, it's kind of like the call, the knock on the door, right? Are you going to answer or are you going to ignore it? So we get into Anahata's story. We get into how she discovered her journey into this world and really talk about a few key aspects in this journey that will be important to you. You know, like the importance of acceptance, the importance of emotional clearing, the importance of learning to what a shadow is and and how important it is to really accept that and love that because all of this just like the adversity in your life university of adversity all of these things are going to help you get better and we also give you guys some tips and some some opportunity to take some of this into your own life some practical tools that you can use if you're struggling right now and Anahata walks you through that. So make sure you listen to this right till the end. She's also got two free gifts for you that we're going to include in the show notes. It's going to be one's a higher self meditation visualization. That's going to allow you to visualize, connect with your higher self. And she's also including um, your shadow is my friend, which is um, she put together something that she wrote that you can read over and understand what your shadow is and how you can really learn to love it, learn to learn to accept it as your friend because when we can't face our shadow, it's just gonna keep coming at us. We have to learn to accept it. So she's gonna give you that free gift, Shadow is My Friend. So that's all in the show notes as well. If you guys do get value from this, please share this with a friend, somebody that needs it. If you guys, If you guys find value in this as well, please leave us a review on Apple. It's greatly appreciated. And if you are listening or watching, wherever wherever you're listening, hit the subscribe button, whatever platform you're on. And if you are going to go watch this on YouTube, it's also available there. Hit the subscribe button. Also, comments, everything like that is also appreciated. You know, we want to grow the show and I just want to be able to add as much value into your life, you guys. And we're in a time in our life where... We need tools, you know, we're struggling. Some days we're up, some days we're down and that's okay. But I wanna provide you with not just inspiration, but the education and the tools to be able to get through what you're going through because I love you guys. And if you're brand new to University of Adversity, welcome. If you're a regular listener, welcome back. You guys know I love you. And yeah, I know you'll enjoy this. And I also highly, highly recommend checking out Anahata we will have all the information in the show notes as well. So without further ado, Anahata Ananda, coming right up. Anahata, thank you so much for joining us today. I'm super grateful to have you here. Oh, it's so good to see you again. And it's good. It's really good to connect. I'm honored. I'm honored, brother. (laughs) Yeah. You're a busy woman. You got a lot going on. It's really impressive. Um, And obviously for everybody in the intro that I talked about, um, we got the pleasure of connecting at Fit for Service in Sedona. And you were a huge part of the experience for me. 
you know, I actually did a solo episode kind of dissecting the parts of it and that the breath work and, you know, the, the time where we connected together in like the masculine and feminine, which I want to talk about was really powerful. And I just, I'm so grateful and wanted to bring you on and share that because, you know, I've been on this journey, personal development off and on since 2014. I've, I've gone through a lot of hard shit over the years and 2017 is when I really started to take things more seriously. And into this year, this has been kind of the first year where I've kind of got into breath work and that modality and like really understanding it. And I still feel a lot of resistance with it because I, I almost know what it does to me. And I'm just, I'm really fascinated also as to how someone gets into something like this. Because, you know, we see you on Instagram, you're doing well, you're doing all this stuff, you have, you have this amazing presence, but people only see you maybe right now as maybe you have it all figured out all the time. You see you doing this stuff, we're like, wow, you know, she's, she's really got it. But a lot of times in the beginning, it's not always like that. So I would love if you could take us back to the before, because I know you grew up in, a, in, in your, your dad was an atheist and your mom was Catholic. Walk us through a little bit about that story and how that shaped how you got to where you are today and into this, this journey. Yeah, I think a lot of people, you know, make the assumption, oh, you must have been raised in an ashram or you must have been raised by conscious, you know, in a conscious environment. <laughs> and it's like, oh, no, no, no. And, um, and, uh, you know, uh, my dad was, uh, humorous definitely, mm -hmm. but he was also really, really intense and a physically, you know, angry kind of guy. Um, so he was definitely someone to be feared. So as a child, I kind of, you know, my, my light and my joy, my natural vitality, which you have, you see me now as that, mm -hmm. um, you know, had to get toned down just because I didn't want to attract any negativity. I didn't want to get his attention, you know? You know, it was about learning how to be safe in the environment. And don't get me wrong, my dad was humorous and a dedicated father and all of that. There was just, when he was fiery, it was intense and scary and physical at times. And um, we were talking about the divine feminine, you know, we were talking about the divine or, you know, the feminine and masculine roles. And this was, you know, he played at times that toxic masculine. Um, and my mom would play sometimes that, you know, cowering feminine that, you know, just, I'm going to play small and I'm going to get small like this. So I was like, okay, well, what do I do? And I guess I'll just play small. And I think that that was something that I learned growing up is that it's safer for me to play small. And, uh, you know, in my journey, I kept deferring to other people for, you know, for the first couple decades of my life. And, and I certainly owned my power and I stepped out and did a lot of things and, and uh, made progress and, and um, led in life and was confident in doing that. But I also, anytime I got around somebody that would challenge me too much in a way that wasn't healthy or, or that didn't feel safe, I would contract and play small. And so I just went about doing what you do. Okay. 
get married, do the corporate thing, get married, have kids, do all of that. And as much as I love very much my family life and, and being a mother, I was still playing small in my marriage. I was still playing small in my life. I was still like walking on eggshells and it just, it wasn't a happy place. It was probably the lowest part uh, of, of my, you know, my dark, my dark night of the soul was like, wow, I have all this on the outside, but I feel empty on the inside and I'm walking on eggshells in my life and I don't feel safe to just be me or to express my feelings or to express my honest, uh, you know, what I, what I feel. And so uh, everything needed to crumble for me to rebuild it in a way that felt right and in alignment. I kind of reclaimed my power. And because everything had to crumble, it catalyzed me, Lance, to go into the healing arts so that for my own personal healing, because at the time, you know, trying traditional therapies was absolutely not getting me anywhere. And it was just creating more frustration for me. And uh, so I sought out a shamanic emotional clearing to kind of release some of the emotional toxins that had been building up long before my marriage that were building up from childhood that I hadn't yet fully processed some fiery emotions mm. and, you know, kind of more anger, rage, resentment, and also watery emotions, you know, sadness, grief, and, you know, regret. And so diving into the shamanic arts helped me clear a lot of my wounds, helped me release a lot of the density. And I was so amazed by how much could shift in one session that it began to be uh, tugging on my soul to go that way. And mind you, I was in, you know, was a corporate. I was like, I was working before that. I was like working in a big consulting company and, you know, international, one of the big six, then big six, uh, you know, with a business suit and like a briefcase and all of that. And um, for me to just step back from that all and, you know, I, I focused on being a mom and then it was like, okay, now I really need to build, rebuild who I am and I'm going to do it with my voice, my feelings, and my truth at the foundation. I'm not playing small. I'm not walking on eggshells. I'm, I'm not going to do it from an angry place. So I had to do a lot of healing. I had to release a lot of the density so that I could find myself again and, and find my heartbeat again because I was so shut off from my authentic self, my voice, and my feelings that I couldn't have found my soul path. I was too disconnected. And if it wasn't for the deep core healing, um, there's no way I, I, I think that that would have been reconnected. So that was the start of my journey. Um, yeah, that was my, the start of my journey. Yeah. So this is the thing I find so interesting is that we, we have that knowing inside, right? The, the soul. And this is like, I really really paying attention a lot more to and just unpack the last couple of years and, and journaling and all of that. And I feel most people will have that, but they ignore it. You know, they're doing something that they don't want to be doing. They know they could be doing something else, but they don't. And 
What I find really interesting is how some decide to listen to that and make the change because it's not easy. It's a really hard, uncomfortable thing because everyone around you is doing the easy thing or doing what everybody else is doing. Not necessarily easy, but it's just more accepted. And what I have a question for you is that how did you discover that self-awareness? Like what was the thing that really, was there a mentor? Like I know you did the clearing, but how did you even get to that point? Because like who, nowadays, you know, we talk about these different words and the lingo that I use. And sometimes people are probably like, what are you talking about? Like, at least there's those options of giving people a way to get there. Like, how did you even learn about that in the first place? Well, I uh, thank you for that question. I want to acknowledge that you said a lot of, a lot of people are doing what they don't love and they know better. Um, I think a lot of people don't know better. I was asleep and I didn't know it. And it's not uncommon for us to go asleep at different times, whether we go asleep with a career that doesn't fit or a relationship or a lifestyle that doesn't really fit us. Maybe we go asleep by numbing with alcohol or drugs or whatever it is. You know, sometimes we numb because we're not ready to be in alignment. It's not our time yet. We don't have the support, tools, courage, uh, or readiness and I have come to, in, in, the, in the shamanjalic healing practice here in Sedona, I've come to really honor the timing because if somebody would have tried to shake me awake, Lance, a year before that, I wouldn't understand what they're talking about. It didn't, it didn't matter if they gave me the best books and the perfect roadmap to awakening. I'm like, there's nothing wrong. I don't, let it, you know, go knock on some other door. You know, I wasn't ready to be awake. I wasn't in enough pain. I wasn't motivated. I wasn't um, ready to really deeply uh, turn my life around. And it, I had to face the, you know, it had to crumble and fall apart for me, for me to put the pieces back together. Sometimes it has to be a diagnosis. It has to be a death. It has to be a divorce. You know, it has to be sometimes something that shakes us awake that's not always the case, but I want to acknowledge that, it, you know, to, to look at somebody else's life and say, hey, they should, they should wake up. And it's like, hey, you know what? They will or they won't, but I guarantee they won't do it by me shaking them. Um, although I've given that a good try. <laughs> yeah. I've tried to shake a lot of people awake. Um, mm. You know, one of my teachers said, what an interesting use of your energy to hammer open a nut that's closed. And I was like, oh, man. That's, that's cold. Yeah. And what he was bringing to my attention is, is a level of respect for the soul's journey, timing, and readiness. Like if, if someone needs to be in a pattern of drug addiction or someone mm. needs to be in a pattern of an abusive relationship, they won't make the change until they're ready, even if I'm ready for them to make the change. Because then that's more about me and my discomfort with their choices now we're talking about codependency and judgment versus, okay, well, let me stay in my lane and look at what's happening in, in my life and am I ready to wake up? And so I, I didn't know what I didn't know. And even when I was in the process of awakening, I didn't have the tools, I didn't have the language, I didn't have the support. And since I was so hungry, Lance, I was like, all right, 
I'm going to start asking people, do you know anything? Do you have any resource here? Because I'm stuck, I'm lost. And granted, this is, you know, this isn't three years ago yeah. in personal development. We're talking about 20 years ago. Mm. And there wasn't as much readily available. The language wasn't ready available. Um, but there was personal development. Absolutely. Yeah. There, were, there were still a lot of great authors. And, you know, so I started with... Um, the emotional clearing, definitely, like clean house, clear out the density. And then it's like time to get on the personal development journey mm. because then it's time to learn tools to be accountable, look at perhaps your part and where there is a gap between what you want to happen and what is happening and what do you need to do. Maybe it's I need some more healing or I need to learn a tool or I need to take a course. Um, I need to um, practice introspection, learn meditation. And that's going to be different for everybody. You know, I could give you the books and the, yeah. the roadmap that helped me wake up, but that was me. And even though this book or that tool or that resource was fantastic and it fit me at just the right time, I, for those people listening and watching, trust that your intuition is going to guide you to the right workshop, the right healer, the right counselor, the right book, the right program, the right event, and just listen when you feel a yes, when you pick up a book or when you feel a yes to follow somebody or take their course or learn a new skill. That's because your soul is showing you the next couple steps. And my roadmap isn't going to fit everybody. Mm. I will say that, that I think it's really valuable to release some of the density so that you make some space for the remembering of who you were before the trauma, the oppression, the programming, the judgment, the heartbreak, you know, the wounding, so that you can make space, clear space to remember your true essence and then, you know, personal development all the way. And that's going to look different for everybody. Some people take the plant medicine journey. Some people go meditation, yoga. Um, I kind of dove into a lot of different modalities. I was just so hungry. I was like, okay, I want neuro-linguistic programming. I, I want meditation. I want fasting and cleansing. I want to learn all about shamanism. I want to learn how, about the chakras. I mean, I just, yeah. I just dove in because that's my personality and everything was falling apart. So I was motivated because I was also now a single mom of twins that were three years old. Mm. So I was motivated to get my shit together right fast. You know, I, I didn't have the freedom or the luxury of taking 20 years to figure it out. I had to like, you know, right. move quickly to uh, put my life back in order and stay positive with what I knew was possible. And spirituality, meditation, the right tribe, all of those things are very valuable. At least they were for me. Mm. And it, it becomes a lot of fun too when you start to realize healing the different modalities. Like I'm the same way. I'm at the point now where I'm like, I want to learn all this stuff because look, at the end of the day, you know, I'm very passionate about mental health and healing. You know, I've lost a brother to suicide and, and you know, there's all kinds of stuff we won't get into right now, but it's, it's a passion of mine and however I can provide healing is where I want to go. So that resonates with me a lot because what you know 
not everybody's going to need everything like, or, you know, there's, but it's nice to be able to be educated and to be able to offer that. Right. It's like that in nutrition, not everybody needs the same diet. Not everybody needs all the same things, but hey, here's the tools. This may be useful for you. Right. And I love that. Also, I've really learned this year as well is like, this has been a huge lesson for me is the acceptance and the, like the, the unconditional love and what that means in just allowing people to be where they're at. And Aubrey's very good at teaching this. And that's where I, I really learned it from him is that like accepting people where they're at and you know, the invitations there, but if you're not ready for it to come to the party, like it is, it's going to be open when you want to. Yeah, I think uh, that was a big that was a big part of my journey of forgiveness with my father and really mm. um, recognizing that I can respect his right to make a certain choice or I can respect that that is his capacity even if I don't respect his choice or you know the decision that he made I can respect that that was his capacity and I can respect his right to choose it. He can stay asleep. He can project, he can blame, you know, he can sedate, he can do anyone can do any of those things. I don't have to agree with the choice as if that, yeah, uh, acceptance means that I agree that you keep um, in this drunk pattern. That doesn't mean I agree with somebody's self-destructive choices or their abusive choices but I can respect at a soul level that that's where they're at, you know? And so I think a lot of times people feel, feel that acceptance means agreement. Ah, it's a good point. You know, and it doesn't yeah. mean that I think what you're, uh, or uh, uh, that we're on the same page. I don't, uh, I don't have, the, we're not on the same page ethically there, Yeah. but I can open a compassionate heart that says, I acknowledge and I can be in acceptance about this is your capacity right now. Mm. And then I get to meet face to face the gap between my desire and what the reality is. My desire might be that I want them to wake up. I want them to sober up. I want them to um, evolve. I want them to apologize, you know, insert my agenda here on top of, you know, on top of somebody else's journey. And that's really, uh, I think, where I learned how to, in my in personal development, I was learning how, wow, I'm all up in other people's face, space with my agenda and my judgments about their life. Yeah. And when I was really studying the Anahata, the heart chakra, there was a you know, in my personal development and, you know, I came across some dear spiritual teachers of mine that I went deep down into, you know, meditation and uh, astral travel and multidimensional um, awareness. And when they brought this name, Anahata, to me, Anahata Ananda means blissful heart. I was like, uh, yeah, that's like a tall order <laughs> there. And what it was, it was a bar. It was a bar for me to work towards. And in that year, when I took that name on, I was like, okay, 
a mantra that I gave to myself, I choose to know my heart's fullest capacity to give and receive divine, unconditional love in all situations. And Lance, I thought that year was going to be like, oh, I'm going to experience the most amazing, ecstatic, you know, love ever. And what it showed me when I, when I went in and really explored my heart, I got to see how conditional it was. Oh, you get it because I like you and you're my sweetie, but you... You, the person I haven't forgiven yet? No, this is dungeon doors here. Not only do you not get it, but um, I, 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 you could just go away. You could just, you know, disappear. And that would be fine with me, which is not exactly love. So um, I got to look like face to face with my own judgments, with my own um, resentment, with my own pain of how quickly I close the door to my heart just because somebody is behaving in a way that I don't agree with. And the real move there was how can I accept like what you said earlier, how can I accept that this is where they are? And the big trick is to keep my heart open. That doesn't mean I agree with them and it doesn't mean they can walk all over me. That doesn't mean that there's not still boundaries there, but it does mean that, that like just to open compassion for what would be underneath somebody else's violence? What would be some under somebody uh, underneath somebody else's um, betrayal? Their cheating. What would be underneath um, them lying or um, their addiction? And it got me to open my heart deeper and look deeper and 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 have a lot more compassion that I don't know what's going on underneath the surface of their reality. But from over here, when I just look at it through this tiny little straw and my judging mind, um, it doesn't see the big picture. And in doing so, it's going to close the doors to my heart. And this is why we opened a higher consciousness and higher awareness. We opened the third eye for perspective and the crown to give us guidance so that we can see somebody through the doorways of compassion that says, you know what? Have I sedated? Yes. Have I bullied? Yes. Have I lied? Yes, absolutely. I've done all of those things, you know, maybe in, in different gradients than other people or in different situations. I've been way worse, but it's what, when we find the sameness um, is what I think opens the doorways of compassion. And so absolutely. If you're on the personal development journey, you are going to meet your arch nemesis and like having to reconcile that even if they don't make amends or they don't make a change, it's what will you do? And I, and I did that with my father. I made amends on my end um, and it took a lot of courage. Did that happen more once you started to really forgive yourself first because that's usually real, like, that's what I'm unpacking too. Like, you know, when I started the show two years ago, like I've been on this journey and people have listened to me, like talk about things. And it's like, it's crazy how, how you can change and how you can notice these things. And the one of the hardest things is, is just being kind to yourself and the level of kindness and acceptance and love for yourself. You tend to see that in other people as well. And it's, it's really hard to especially right now in the world, it's like it's so easy to, to, to be upset with people and, and, yeah. and angry at people. And it's like, well, how are you about yourself? Are you angry inside? Are you forgiving yourself? And it always comes back to us. 
So yeah, like- I think it, this, the, the journey, what I think one of the things that the journey is, is like first self-compassion mm. because if I don't have compassion for the part of me that was hurt or wounded or afraid or what, if I don't have self-compassion, if I don't go and hold that part of my inner child or my adult self that got rejected, wounded, betrayed, you know, bullied, whatever it is. So we want to first bring, uh, I think one of the most powerful things is, is to learn how to hold ourselves with self-compassion, learn how to hold your inner child and, and hold them in a safe space and in a gentle space where we're not bullying, where we're not pushing, it's not rushed kind of more that feminine energy that just allows us to be hurt or sad or angry that, you know, like the, like the mother just, that just lets us throw a tantrum and she's not shaming. She's not rushing. She's just holding that space. So learning how to bring those feminine qualities of nurturing and self-compassion and, um, and so that the healing can begin. There's no way I could come to forgiveness for my father if I hadn't really held space for my own healing first. Because if I, don't, if I haven't gotten, gotten to that healing, I'm still angry at him. Yeah. I'm still angry. I'm still holding resentment. And so the fir- I think the first thing is that self-compassion, that healing. And then, then we look at, then we start, that what helped me is seeing my, my dad as a little boy as a wounded little boy. That's such a great practice. Yeah. They're just grown up kids. We're all just grown up kids. You know, and that, that like when I got to see him, like I would see my son, Mm. it melted my heart, you know, and to that was, that's where a lot of the forgiveness came from. Then another round when um, in that forgiveness, now here comes the next kind of more masculine thing. Uh, the more divine masculine thing is the courage to be accountable and an integrity. So when I started being honest about what did I do in response to my father's choices? Now I get to radical honesty time, totally humiliating and humbling and courageous. And this is, you know, in the, you know, this is, this is kind of in the, you know, the 12 steps to recovery where you've, you've got to make amends. Right. And in personal development, you will meet this. And you, you could bypass it. You totally could, but you're going to keep meeting it. And it was like, I need to be accountable for the little bitch that I was. <laughs> How hurtful I was. And, uh, and, you know, it's not about the excuse of, well, I was hurt or he was older or I was young. Or, like, no excuses. It's just that it's time to be accountable for the fact that I caused wounds too. Mm. And that's, that's, that's not now the wounded inner child is not going to be that grown up and that mature. That's why we've got to do that, you know, inner child healing first and compassion and forgiveness for the other. Now it's time for me to be accountable for the part that I played. And you know, in every dynamic you played some part, even if it was enabling, you know, even if it was compliant, but, but not saying anything, being silent, that maybe it was you were being complicit with allowing a destructive ba- behavior to continue. I mean, in my case, when I got old enough to uh, become vocal and I was trained by a master of how to land a juicy, lethal dagger, like, boy, I unleashed a fury of daggers and I was good at it. And I knew exactly what to say to hurt him. 
And I felt just fine about it, frankly, mm. you know, and that's mm. where another round of accountability comes in of like, wow, that was me. I did that. I want to understand why, but I also want to be accountable that I did that. And then here comes the second, now here comes the second round of forgive. This, this is where the forgiveness comes. This is where the self-forgiveness comes that says, yes, out of my own ignorance, out of my own pain, out of my own unconsciousness, I said and did some things that hurt another person's heart. Now here comes reconciliation. It's time for me to step up and be accountable. And I went to my father and I said, I'm sorry. You know, I'm sorry. Um, without any expectation that he would apologize, accept my apologies. Like you really have to be so in your center about it that you're not attached to what they do or don't do. Um, and that was a great test to see if I'd been doing my personal development work. And there's, I couldn't get to that place until I'd been doing years of personal development work because I would have just taken the bait again. And um, there's like a certain amount of guilt we walk around as well too with, right? And it's such a low vibrational feeling. It's like, how does somebody, or how did you, how do you get through the guilt of the past of like, you know what you've done? Like, I know I was a shithead to my dad. He's not here anymore. And, and I could have been done more. And I know that it's useless to think about it like that. But still, like it's still that, that feeling is, is, is hard to go, it's hard to deal with sometimes. And I know everybody's feeling some sort of guilt in this. Well, and I think that this is, it's an expression of us. It's not who we are. It's mm. a part of us that is showing us where to shine a light, what needs attention, what is out of alignment. And so when I meet those ugly parts of myself, and there's still plenty of you know, parts of myself, I'm like, oh my God, I can't believe I did that. Um, and it is, it is to meet that part of us with a curiosity and not a judgment, uh, recognizing that, you know, I did, I did this article, Lance, years ago, um, called my shadow is my friend. Oh, awesome. And it was, <laughs> you know what? We'll include it. Yeah. We'll include it. Well, we'll make sure that in the, in the show notes, For everybody sure. gets a link to that. For sure. And it was, you know, before I was kind of hiding that shadow um, in the closet of like, oh, I don't do that. Or I don't, you know, that's not me. And it's like, no, that's me. That is a part of me. It's not all of me. But when that shows up, it's, it's giving me an invitation to grow. It's showing me, it's shining a light on what needs to evolve, what is still stuck, what is out of alignment, where I'm not being honest, um, where, where I'm out of integrity in some way. And so when, like, when I look at being so sedated and, uh, you know, drunk and high, passed out on the floor, uh, you know, at mm. somewhere, I don't even remember. And yeah, I would say that that's not my most radiant self, but it's actually, it reminds me that that's what happens when I don't honor my feelings, when I don't listen to the signals my soul is trying to get my attention that something's not working right. Mm -hmm. So instead of feel, in feeling guilt and shame about 
those times in my life that, you know, were not the prettiest, they shaped who I am. And those parts of me, I get to learn from, not hide from. And those parts of me, rather than feeling guilt and shame about them, if I ask that part of me, you know, what, you know, that the, the drunk part that woke up, not woke up, not remembering where I am. It's like, what can I learn from you? What are you showing me, sweetie? Yeah. You know, what, where did I go wrong? Where did I make a wrong step? Not from a place of judgment um, and criticism, but total, just neutral curiosity. Um, and again, self-compassion and self-forgiveness. And if I don't go and learn, get curious about how did I get here? How did I, how did I get so drunk? How did I betray? How did I end up here? How did I hurt that person so much? If I don't get curious, if I don't ask, then it repeats and it gets louder. And then the, and then the stakes are greater. Then it costs more. We hurt people that we're really, really close to. We may get in a drunk driving accident and now the stakes are higher and your soul will say, are you ready to listen now? And if not, that's okay. I'll just make it a little louder for you. Um, and so my shadow is my friend. Like when she shows up, when what I would say, dragon lady biatch, uh, <laughs> you know, <laughs> like when she shows up, it's, it's, she is here to show me that it's time to shine a light on something. Yeah. That's, I love looking at it like that because that's going to be our teacher. That's our, you know, that's, it's also the adversity. It's the struggle. It's like, this may feel hard or challenging or put me in a tough place, but this is going to actually be my friend. Like, yeah, and great going- teacher. Yeah. And great teacher. Okay. Mm-hmm. So I screwed up. All yeah. right. You know, I mean, we all screw up. Yeah. I think we only feel guilt and shame because we have the expectation of being perfect. And perfectionitis yeah. is, is a, you know, a toxic disease. And, you know, I remember my daughter was learning how to walk. And I remember she was learning how to walk. And there was this little sprinkler hole. And I was just far enough away where I couldn't catch her. And I could see her little sneaker not clearing this sprinkler. And I knew she was going down. And she wasn't going down on the grass side of things. She went down on the cement side of things. And boy, she slammed her little face right on the cement. And I'm like, ow, you know, when we make choices, you know, out of ignorance or we're new at something or we're unconscious, we're asleep, we're sedated, whatever, uh, we're stupid, <laughs> we're stupid, <laughs> we're immature, we're human, yeah. um, or we just don't know any better. Some of the choices, stupid stuff I made is because I didn't know any better. Um, she didn't know to pay attention that that sprinkler was not even. And she went down and she got this big black eye. And I thought, oh, I'm going to go to Child Protective Services and they're going to come and arrest me or something like that. But the very next day, Lance, the same sprinkler, I watched her do this shimmy move where she had her booty way back. And she looked at that sprinkler with big wide eyes and she shimmied around it. I mean, she cleared it by at least two feet. And I was like, oh my God. She didn't have guilt or shame about the fact that she didn't see the sprinkler. 
she uh, went, you know, again, she, it didn't keep her from um, going outside again, you know, and she learned and she paid attention to her environment. And this is the same with our heart. Sometimes we make decisions in our relationships. We make a mistake we didn't know. That doesn't mean you stop loving. It doesn't mean that love hurts all the time. It's just like, oh, okay, what did I not know? What do I need to pay more attention to? And that pain, that, that black eye she got, was, was enough to get her to pay attention to her surroundings. And we're all getting these wake-up calls, whether it's our physical body, whether it's our heart, whether it is this ache in our soul or, or, or depression or unhappiness or addiction that is giving us clues to say, hey, um, you're missing something here. Yeah. You've, you've, you've gone on the wrong path, and it's okay. You don't need to bully yourself. We all get lost. Yeah. You know, it's okay. So mm. if she could do that at 12 months yeah. old then and not have guilt and shame, then, you know, she just reminded me it's possible for all of us to make a mistake, get back out there, learn from it, and try it again. Yeah, it's so true. Walk us through shamanic healing because I... Um, <laughs> This is so special what you do and, and how you do it. And I just love to really unpack this because I know otherwise we're going to run out of time and I want to make sure that we dive into this. So explain this to us and how is it different than anything else out there? <laughs> you know, from my own dark night of the soul, I started voraciously collecting personal development tools, healing tools, empowerment tools, inspiration tools, spiritual awakening tools. And I've just been collecting and, and filling up my little fat medicine bag here. So shamanic healing is a blending of different modalities uh, so that when someone comes to the healing practice or they come to a virtual workshop or they come to breath work or whatever it is that I'm offering, coaching, Zoom workshop, whatever it is, they're getting a combination of those uh, tools woven together for whatever that moment, whatever that person, whatever that issue uh, that somebody's dealing with. And I have, I have people, I have such a wide range of clientele that are going through big life shifts. Some people are going through their spiritual awakening. Some people are like going through a divorce, a diagnosis. Some people are grieving from like, you know, uh, like you said with your brother, they're grieving the loss of a loved one. Uh, some are, are going through a shift of career to their soul mission. Mm. Uh, and, and some are just leveling up, amplifying up. And I just love to meet people right where they are. So Shamanic Healing is based here in Sedona. And um, it's, it, the, the services that we're offering just keep expanding because uh, sometimes people are coming here in Sedona, but my bandwidth is like, I can only see so many people. And so we're doing more virtual things, more group things. Um, and uh, that's exciting. And uh, I just love to go deep. Yeah, I really, really love to go deep. And so I think what's different about what I do is, hey, I'm going to go into the sensitive things. I'm going to call you out. I'm going to, you know, find this balance based on whatever it is that they're going through. That is a combination of 
you know, the, the feminine qualities of, you know, holding space for the trauma and the wound and also the masculine qualities that is like, all right, let's get back up again. Let's put yourself out there again. Let's follow your heart into those places that may be into the unknown. And um, so what did, well, one of my favorite tools, of course, is shamangelic breathwork, which yeah. you experienced in 150, like a lot, a lot of people experience. That's probably the modality most people have experienced with me. Thousands yeah. and thousands of people have gone through shamangelic breathwork journeys with me. Uh, probably a, probably close to, you know, 800 just this year, virtually, or that's probably a thousand between the virtual. The way you um, do it is amazing. Your voice and the way you, you're, there's an energy in, in, in your tone that was like, holy shit. Like it was, it was awesome. I really loved, it was like this softness, but this firmness, like a combination of like, I, yeah. I'm not just saying that. I really, I really enjoyed it. And that was the first breath work that I've ever done that I had. The other stuff that I've done and the reason I had so much resistance is because I've always end up really emotional. I'll see my dad, I'll start crying and I'm like, man. So I, what's wrong with that? But, oh, it's, yeah. But the one when <laughs> I saw, when I did, this was the first time in Sedona where I actually had a blissful, like unleash the warrior feeling like, like I remember having Kyle behind me. He's like, release that warrior. And I was screaming. And I, I was like, it was nothing like I've ever felt before. I've never had that, like that unleashing of something that I know is inside of me. And that's why it was so powerful because normally, you know, I get, I've been in this, this, this journey of like, it's really painful a lot of times, but sometimes we get stuck and think it always has to be painful. But then it's like, you have an experience like that and it's, it's, it's amazing because it doesn't always have to be really hard. And that well, experience was blissful for me. Yeah. You know, this is the, this is the, this is the intelligence of the breath mm. and to trust that each journey is going to take you where you need to go. You know, you were probably primed to unleash the, the warrior within because the little boy from those other sessions where you allowed yourself to feel pain or sadness or grieve or experience regret, uh, you know, or have a healing uh, or unresolved emotion with your dad made space. So it's not that every uh, experience is supposed to look a certain way. That's part of the journey is like, wow, where am I at right now? And let me allow the breath to go and, unlock the experience that I need right now. I might, my, my first experience was rage. I mean, yeah. part of it was like, ah, I mean like, yeah. it was not blissful angels and unicorns for sure. <laughs> I almost drew blood with my own fingernails yeah. on my hands. Cause I was so angry. And you know what? That doesn't mean it was any less powerful or let, you know, any less important and vital for my personal development. And that's why the, the term shamangelic is so you know, aligned for me is because yes, the shaman goes into the darkness and sees what's there. Maybe it mm. is rage. Maybe it is um, sadness. Maybe it is laughter. Maybe it is fear. Um, maybe it is a past uh, experience that hasn't been healed. Maybe it is this, this warrior within this angel. Maybe you connect with your guides and I have had, it's not linear 
It's not linear. Oh, that's uh, for sure. And so, yeah, that's where, like, in a journey, I like people to have, yeah. you know, those deeper release moments, but also connect to their heart and their spirituality or their consciousness or their expansion, ideally all within one ceremony. But you know what? Sometimes we just got to be over here and excavate. Yeah. And, and, you know, the number of people that haven't cried and haven't grieved and haven't screamed, you know, and let that out. It's so vital yeah. It's so vital to make space for the warrior, the priestess, you know, the, um, your soul's essence to communicate to you. Um, and also, uh, sometimes we're just like in this space, understanding our heart, just understanding our heart. That's all it is. We're not laughing or crying. We're just feeling the heart. And with tens of thousands of different experiences and different people that I've had the opportunity to weave into their essence. Like I have the gift of going into someone's soul essence, into their trauma, into their light, into their heart, into their soul. It's such an honor. Right. And, uh, and that's what is different about shamanjelic breathwork. I believe is that each experience I'm going to meet the person where they are, and then weave deep with what, what, uh, how to accelerate their journey in that space. I love it. Okay, so I know we're we're running out of time here, but I want to this crazy world. What's going on right now? People are being challenged, and I want to give them a tool right now that whether they're battling a job they don't like, or they're struggling at home, or there's all the little all the things going on. What can somebody do to, to help themselves get through this stuff? Maybe a couple steps, like some breath work. And what, what else do you think somebody could walk away with today to, to apply in their life? Something that maybe they're hesitant. People don't know. People are like, why would I do that? Something that people could just do now. And of course, check out what you have. But any sort of little tools that people could walk away with to get through these tough times. I think that, you know, what I've, what one of, one thing that helps me along the way is that when I'm in overwhelm or panic or uncertainty or stress, I don't make decisions from that place. Mm. And a lot of times people are pulling the divorce card because they're stressed or they're overwhelmed or they're tr triggered in their relationships. Um, because, you know, a lot of people are, I'm just going to quit my job and they don't yet, you know, they're not really they haven't really thought that through and from a place of frustration, we can make it worse. And what I recommend when you, uh, because there is such stress and anxiety, like you've mentioned and uncertainty at this time, extract yourself, extract yourself, unplug, unplug from the phone, unplug from the busyness, unplug from sedating alcohol, drugs, food, you know, unplug from Netflix, unplug and just get still and breathe. Close your eyes and just breathe. And it just, I would put your hands on your heart. I would put your hand, you know, one hand on your heart, one on your belly, whatever you need to do to just come back into your body. Like, I'm going to be okay. You know, just 
some gentle breaths just to let go of the stress and the anxiety and just to put a pause on the worries, on the to-do list, on the have-tos, on the what about, should I, would I, I don't know what to do next, just pause. You know, in the yogi tradition, we call it pratyahara, is to withdraw all of the senses, right, is to, to, to come inward. And that's really the yoga, is to come inward with self and to just be present and say, you know what, I'm going to be okay. It's going to be okay. And I would invite I would invite people listening uh, or watching in that still quiet place to connect to their future self, the part of them that has navigated this challenge, whether it's a relationship challenge, a health challenge, a career change, money worries, whatever it is, and like see that the side, the person, the, the future self that has already navigated this that is that 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 crushed it and is having more optimized relationships health finances career and is on the other side of it and have them give some encouraging words back to you you know and your future self might say breathe through this you're you're going to you're going to figure it out or just wait wait or here, here, take these next two steps. Guarantee that if you are just quiet and you give yourself permission to just sit still, I'm going to be okay. I'm going to be okay. In that stillness, then we can access divine guidance. We can access intuition. We can access higher knowing. When we're in panic, we're in the lower frequencies of survival. The doorway isn't open, although we might be getting knocks on the door and synchronicities and clues and, and wake-up calls and sirens. We won't even know because we're so involved and so entrenched in survival. So what we've got to do is to calm those, those chaotic waters and just be still. Give permission to put all decisions on pause. Come to internal alignment first and receive divine guidance. And I guarantee, like, that's when I, when COVID happened, and I have, like, in spring, March, April, I'm booked solid with private retreats, group retreats, private sessions, like, you name it, booked solid. Tens of thousands of dollars of, like, you know, people coming here, and everything went to zero. Everything was like, oh, we're going to cancel that. I was like, ooh. <laughs> and I said, okay, three days. I will not make a choice in three days because... <laughs> there's there's no great decisions that I'm going to make from a place of panic, overwhelm, and shock. There's just, like, I'm not going to be able to find the silver lining. I'm not going to be able to have access to creative inspiration because when we're in that fight or flight mode, our ability to see the big picture narrows. So we've got to get back to the big picture again, which means stepping back from that chaos and the primal fight or flight brain and cocoon this is why i like to just have a day off electronics come and do a retreat here where you're just si you know go be silent in nature whatever that is for you um get quiet get quiet 
And that's, let's see, free. It's free. So, you know, everybody can do that. Everybody can do that. That's such a great lesson, you know, because making a decision when you're not in the right state of mind is a terrible idea. And that's <laughs> so, it, 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 and we all do it. I've done it so many times. And then I come back and I'm like, man, that was a dumb move. Especially, you know, my team knows this, you know, we have like WhatsApp chats, you know, and I, I react and I'm like, I should have just waited. Like, why would I do that now? Like, what am I gaining out of that? Because the future me comes out and is like, well, I'm not upset anymore. I should have just waited. And that's such a valuable lesson. So thank you for giving that because at the very least, like we're all going to be faced with a lot of challenges. And when it comes to these big decisions, like let's wait till we're in a good place. Yeah. And you know what? You can take the time. Things can wait. I had three people were like, I need a refund or I need that. I was like, we're going to get you. We're going to get to you. But I am, and I'm giving myself three days and that's what I needed. You know, that's what I needed at that time. Um, And in that time, the first day was like the first like full day was just pity party. Holy shit. You know, gave myself permission to just have a full meltdown and, you know, throw a tantrum, do whatever. Mm. The next day was just super quiet super quiet. The third day was all inspiration. The amount of ideas that came in, it ended up being the most amazing um, April and May in the history of, of shamanic healing because we just went like that and pivoted to virtual and started offering virtual breath work. And here's virtual workshop. Hey people, here's what you're going to need to get through these times. And it yeah. was like, boom. my gosh, all of that. So much inspiration came when I allowed my my perspective to expand yeah. like all of these new programs came in and we put it up within 24 hours and all of the refunds that I gave gave came back yeah. multiplied multiplied amazing where yeah. can we find you I know we're running out of time here we're, we're well check you out and, and well I want to say that I want to give a free gift to everybody because uh, we'll give you a higher self meditation a guided visualization, because I have one of those. So we'll give you a higher self, a guided visualization as a free gift. So that'll be in the show notes, I guess. Yep. And uh, so go go get that. And we'll also include that uh, uh, that little article. You know, shadow is my friend. My shadow is my friend. Good memory. Uh, you can find me at Shamangelic Healing here in Sedona, Arizona, Shamangelic Healing. Excuse my... I'm a little congested today uh, and have, there's been some uh, super pollinated trees as mm. the, it gets colder. Mm. The trees are making more pollen. So excuse my congestion today. Anyway, uh, Shamangelic Healing. And we do have a virtual breath work coming up in, I'm not sure when this is going live, but January 8th, yep. that's going to be, you know, if you just go and check the calendar, you'll be able to find the Perfect. next um, event. Uh, we've got a year-end thing uh, that is happening here in Sedona, a full-day intensive workshop. So if you want to come and join for that, you can uh, you can uh, listen to the podcast. There's some amazing yeah. episodes coming up on the Shamangelic Healing Podcast. And I'm on all the socials at Anahata Ananda. Lots of A's. If you just type a bunch of A's, I'll probably come up. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And I know on your Instagram, it's super easy. You click on the link and it shows all the stuff that you got. And 
um, really useful. So I just want to say thank you so much for coming on here. This was like, this was really valuable. I think we, you know, conversations about these things and your story and just the practical things that people can do is so important. And I'm just so grateful that we connected and I'm sure this is just one of many conversations we're going to have. And I just thank you so much. Yes, Lance. And thank you for following your heart and following your joy and uh, bring personal development solutions to people that really need it. Like Mm. we need it. And uh, there's, there's a particular audience that is really appreciating your spin on it and your voice and your medicine. It's beautiful and powerful and heart centered. So Thank you for doing what you're doing. Mm. I really appreciate it. If you're still listening and you're still watching, go give Lance a rave review because he's doing wonderful work. The pod- podcasting is a labor of love. It's a lot of work. And let's, let's show our gratitude. I'm going to go leave a review right now. And I invite everybody still listening or watching to, to uh, join me in doing that so we can show our thanks to Lance. Oh, you're so sweet. Thank you so much. (laughs) Thank you, everybody. Thanks, everybody. Please make sure to check out Anahata. Go follow her on Instagram, on social media. If you are a a big Instagram user like I am, go follow her there. And then in her link tree or in her link in the bio, it's got a list of all her different things that she offers. And I promise you, she will change your life if this is the this is if it's at the right time for you. She's powerful woman, like you guys heard in the episode. She, she, she's really, really gifted at this, and she's done it because she's good at this because she's learned. She's gone through a lot of different things, a lot of healing, a lot of different journeys to come to where she has now. All these modalities together in the shamanic healing—it's very, very powerful. So check that out. Also, the higher self meditation visualization, the free gift, as well as Shadow is my friend. All included in the show notes, you guys. And if you did get value from this, share this with a friend that needs it. Leave us a review on Apple if you can. And of course, wherever you're listening to, hit that subscribe button. It really matters. And if you are watching on YouTube, subscribe on YouTube and leave us a comment if you got value. I love you guys. I appreciate you. We'll catch you next time.